Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I'm actually here with a guest today. I'm super excited about this. I have been all by myself for so long on the show. The last number of episodes I've done have been all just me by my lonesome, and I am so happy to have my friend here with me. I have Tammy Cho here, and I'm excited to introduce you all to her because she's a really beautiful soul, and she has such an interesting expertise that I am dying to share with everybody. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about her. Tammy Cho, she's a body whisperer. She's a self-love embodiment guide, a psychosomatic therapist, an international best-selling author, a speaker, and the CEO of Path to the Heart. She's served as a registered nurse and in the psycho-spiritual industry for over 20 years. She blends a unique proven face and body analysis system, neuroscience, ancient wisdom, and energetics of manifesting and emotional leadership in her work. Tammy, I'm excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here too, Nicole. Well, tell everybody a little bit about you. I, I don't like to tell my guest's story. I like for, for to kick it over to you and tell everybody, what did I leave out in that bio? And tell them just a little bit about you and what you do and who you are. Sure. Um, so um, as uh, Nicole expressed, I'm a body whisperer. And I started my journey, um, you know, feeling really disconnected from my own body, you know, and I one day I, I was working as a nurse for 20 years and I sat there, I got off the phone with a client and I started having chest pain and heart palpitations that was reading up my jaw, down my arm and all of this. And I was, my eyesight was getting fuzzy and my, um, I couldn't, everything was getting fuzzy and what I was hearing. And I ended up being wheeled off to emergency in front of all my coworkers at work. And oh. you know what, Nicole, like leading up to it, I actually knew, I knew that I was like burning out. I knew that I was like um, struggling with anxiety and difficulty concentrating. I even got a doctor's note to um, like take time off work. And so I, I kind of was preparing myself to be off, but I couldn't get myself to let go. And, you know, someone would question like, is it, you know, my IQ, like, why didn't you tell me to take time off? And it really stemmed to a part of my life where um, there was a, like a lot of trauma and I, my mom left me when I was a baby and I was uh, bullied and there was a lot of abuse and things like this. And um, I got really good at living um, in a way that I just pleased other people around me, did whatever uh, I thought people wanted on me of me. And I became this people pleaser, uh, became overachiever and all of this. And it really got me um, uh, living a life that looked good on the outside um, I became a nurse, had a loving husband. I had um, investments and became a millionaire before I was age 30. And it was, I, I wasn't happy on the inside. And so um, for myself, I just, I was in a space now that I, I, I needed to break through. And of course, um, that turning point for me, Nicole, was when I had my six month old daughter and she was lying there on one of those baby Einstein mats. And for the first time, she intentionally hit one of the hanging toys. And and there was community nurse sitting to the left of me. And she was saying like, oh, Tammy, did you see that? Right. And I was I was so fixated on keeping this 
person, little person alive that I was like, I was so disconnected. And I just said that, yeah, kids do that. And so if it wasn't for that community nurse, I wouldn't have known how disconnected I was to myself. And so, and so now this is why I, I do what I do is that as, as a body whisperer and doing face and body analysis, I help someone take off the mask that maybe they've been wearing a while feeling like they got everything on the outside, but deep inside, they're not fulfilled. They're not happy. And at some level, they're sacrificing their soul. Um, and I, I also use it, you know, face analysis as a way to help people uncover what is going on at an emotional level and going to the root cause behind what sort of health challenges may be playing out in the body. Because often that correlates with subconscious blocks that are in the way of creating the impact or the abundance we want in life. And so that's what I've devoted my life to, to help people step into this emotional embodiment, um, emotional leadership within themselves and to live in alignment with who they choose to be and who they are. Wow. Um, so, wow, there's so much there that I want to like, there were so many times I wanted to like jump in and be like, tell me more about that. Or let's talk about that because there are so many things that I think that, that I could relate to. And I'm sure that, that, you know, the person listening to this right now is relating to at least some part of your story, um, of, of wearing a mask of finding, I, I call them the strategies that we use to kind of survive, which yours was people pleasing, it's like, this is the thing that I'm going to fall back on. I played small and people pleased a bit. Those were kind of my big things. I, I, I used a whole cocktail of them, but, but we, we all have ways that we, we shift into this like automatic program of like, this keeps me safe. I can get by like this, but that's not thriving. <laughs> and it comes out. Um, yes. I, I, I use this quote all the time. I say it a lot. I say, it, I've said it on the show before, but you know, Carl Jung said that which is not made conscious appears outside as fate. And we are, if, if it's, if we're stuffing it down, if we are not, if there's something that we're putting in the dark, some trauma that we are not facing, we are not getting rid of it. It's going to find its way out. And usually it's through our body. It's through, that's the silent way that it, it but it's very, very loud. Um, but it's the last thing that we listen to. So I love that you shifted your life to really focusing on healing the body, but, but listening to the body. And I think that that's something, I feel like that's a shift that we're seeing overall with people with society right now is like, we're, we went, we were very much mindset focused for a long time. And I know that's been my journey is, oh, it's actually, it, it's the embodiment, it's the body. And so can you tell everybody a little bit, because your expertise is face analysis. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what is face analysis <laughs> and, and what can it tell us? You touched on it a little bit, but I want to go deeper here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so face analysis, um, essentially, yes, it's a self-discovery tool, but it's also a therapeutic tool at the same time. And so what I walk people through essentially is a journey within their own face. For for example, I will go through all the different features, lines, um, we could texture of the skin, um, um, how they sort of maybe move certain characteristics, all these kind of things that highlight someone's strengths, it highlights someone's challenges and also 
any internal conflicts within self that keep us out of alignment within ourselves. And it's all written on our face and body and it, it, it doesn't lie. Our body doesn't lie. Um, and so um, the second part of the journey I take people on is that um, to experience themselves in their inner world, the private side of their face, which is the left side of our face, Nicole, and the outside of our, uh, what we show people is generally presented on the right side of our face. And so it's, it's I'm, I'm helping someone essentially drop from their mind into their heart, their body. <laughs> and um, this is the transformation that often happens is that when we witness and see ourselves in this way, we could change our life. When we shift how we see ourselves and the way we relate to ourselves and changes the way we relate to life. And so this is a big, really um, huge thing for me that how a face analysis and my, my body reading has impacted my life in so many ways. Because if we're not in our body, we're probably not feeling very deeply uh, because we're likely in our heads and trying to get everything done. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also something that, you know, a lot of people spend, when we think of energy, a lot of people go to manifestation and manifest, manifesting and attracting and, and doing all of these things. Well, well, you're looking to manifest and we get a little caught in that spiritual ethereal world of like the energy and the, you know, and we, then it goes to like law of attraction. A lot of times the thoughts that I have, I'm attracting with this. You're looking to attract things in the physical world that comes through the body. That is, that is a body connection. We don't want, we don't want imaginary things. We don't want to, that, that would be the visualization. We're all doing that. But the way that you can bring things into being is through the physical. So you have to connect to your body. If you're disconnected to your body, then that's probably a big reason why you're not manifesting or why you're not be able to create what you want in the world. You think about manifesting in all sorts of ways. Um, but I, I, I want to, because this is fascinating to me, um, that you can look at somebody's face and, 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 and can you, so you're looking at me now, are you able to look and see things from my face right now? Or is this like an in-depth thing that you need to like go and, and analyze photos or something like that? Or are you kind of looking at people in everyday life and just sort of being like, oh, I see this here. I mean, there's definitely certain things I could highlight from your face. And, and, and I'm just being honest that on my side, looking at the camera, the picture on your side is actually fuzzy. So okay. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to actually do a, um, a reading per se, but I would say that it definitely is an in-depth experience because otherwise it becomes more of an intellectual thing. Um, but mm -hmm. for like as a, as a general, I could see, for example, your um, general shape of the face. And it tells me right away, you're just someone that has that um, feminine sensitivity, very warm, affectionate, nurturing type of person. Um, and just with how your face is sort of more elongated, definitely um, you care about more than yourself. You care about, um, you know, whether you call that idealistic or humanitarian tendencies or like you, you care about making a difference uh, in a wider way than just for yourself. And so, so those are some things that, you know, I could see clearly right now. Um, and it's, it really speaks to um, the personality of how we are showing up. And it's interesting, Nicole, because when I do the face splits, sometimes 
one side of the face actually looks very extremely, extremely different from the other side. Um, and um, I have a picture of uh, Maya Angelou actually, where if you were to like put, cover one side of her face, um, she would look really happy. <laughs> and when we cover the other side, um, she's it looks like she's crying. And um, this is how some of us are moving through life. Um, mm. And it shows up differently for everyone, of course. And, and oftentimes we'll get body symptoms. You know, obviously it starts with the overwhelm, you know, feeling uh, depleted in the body somehow. But it could be symptoms like, you know, lower back pain and what we feel in our shoulders. And we kind of brush it off. We kind of move our body a bit and then we move on. And when we ignore things long enough, it manifests into, into challenges. And because I work with a lot of high achieving women, it's sometimes it looks like knowing what we need to do um, and then actually uh, doing and implementing what we know we say we need to do. Like that disconnect, often it looks like that. Like very much like when in my story, I knew what I needed to do, but emotionally I couldn't really let go. And do you think that that was, you know, the stories that you told yourself, like in, in your head, you were saying, I can't take time off now. This will mean this. Are, are, were those old stories kind of subconsciously at play looking back on it now? Is that kind of how you see it playing out or do you see something different? Well, essentially I was, I connecting to it emotionally. It's, it was, I was fearful. Who was I? if I didn't do these things, huh. yeah. like if I didn't, you know, like if I didn't do all these over-pleasing, over-achieving, over-producing, whatever that is, always being busy. If I slowed down enough to actually be present that much with myself and my feelings, it was a very scary place because I felt like, honestly felt at emotional level that I was going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what it feels like emotionally, right? And um, well, then identity started, dies, right? Yes, that is, yes, yeah. exactly. It's that, a, it's that, that false identity thing. that we've that like props us up. That's it's that those are the ego deaths that we talk about in like the energetic yes. world, where it's like you know an ego death. It was if I let go of this, who am I? You're you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so I mean, even though we don't want to carry those identities at some level anyway. It's like, we just tend to hold on to those identities um, because it's familiar. It's what we know. And even though without it, it's, it feels like chaos or, I mean, we're, we've just gotten used to being a certain level of being. And so um, that's what often keeps us out of alignment with what we want. Cause there's places within us that, you know, it, that there's blocked energy. Um, there's, uh, emotions as energy in motion. <laughs> and if, if we're holding energy in the way in our body, and for example, the way we walk could highlight if we're on purpose with our soul's purpose, um, what the way we are actually holding our hips tells me if, if, if someone's like how much restriction they have with foreign movement, how much they hold themselves back. Um, there's a lot of information like, and the way we hold our body is also kind of, it creates those kinks, so to speak, to the energy flow. And so often we focus on the mindset and strategy and, and not saying anything's bad with that. Um, at the same time, there has to be this like body, mind, heart, soul 
energetic alignment that comes forth because our mind and action could be doing this. And we honestly feel we're actually moving forward and doing, you know, what we love. And if we're holding our body even a certain, a different way, that's actually highlighting that there's some resistance, um, that there's a lack of flow in a particular area. So when we actually bring awareness to all these areas, then we actually, we can live life releasing sort of health symptoms, challenges, depending on the situation of each person, of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and it is so powerful. And what I've, what I have found, and, and I'm curious if you found the same thing in your work with the, the women that you work with, but um, I work with a lot of people who, who work very hard. They've been doing a lot of things. They've been using the strategies they have been out there. And if you're not, what I have seen is if they're not getting the result they want, if they're doing a lot of work and it's, it doesn't, it's not quite working. They're not at the level that they probably feel they deserve to be at then it is an energetic problem. And that's where movement can happen very quickly. It's hard to get somebody who can't do any work and who doesn't know what to do and is completely lost. Like that That's a big undertaking to put them on the right track. But to take somebody who's doing a lot of things but not getting the results necessarily that they, that they want, the energetic alignment is normally what can push things and, and help people move very quickly. Because it's like, oh, if you just stop pushing energy into this aspect of you that's not correct for you, that isn't authentic to you, that isn't right for you, things can start to move. Things can flow, like you're saying. Do you see yeah. the same thing with your people? Yeah, I, I definitely see like a similarity with um, just that, depending obviously where they are in their journey. And the body will highlight and reflect this way. It will tell us like, where we are in the journey, how much resistance there are. Maybe sometimes it's just such a self-discovery and everyone's on a huge range on where we're at. Um, but because I'm working with um, high achievers that are doing all the things already, they're, they're ticking those boxes, putting themselves out there and doing all the things. Oftentimes it's these um, little shifts in embodiment, in our beingness and how we choose to show up. Um, and that actually determines like the, the flow that we're able to move through on a consistent basis and then link in the mindset and strategy together. Mm -hmm. That's what makes, I find the hugest difference. Um, and I will say that a lot of it has to do at the emotional level of their, how they relate to their own emotions. Mm. That's probably one of the biggest things to come back to the body, but also to, to allow ourselves to feel. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about how you, how, how you define relating to your own emotions. Hmm. And so when often when I guide someone through um, feeling their emotion, they're often not feeling very deeply per se into their emotions. They're kind of, and they're often confusing what is a thought and what is the emotion. Um, and so feeling I'm stressed. Yeah. I mean, that does feel like it has some emotions, but deep down under that, it's often, uh, you know, I'm really sad. Mm -hmm. And having this knowledge on uh, identifying it, but also more importantly, being with it. I mean, really, we don't need to identify if we could just allow the, the, the emotions to move through us. We don't actually need to wrap a story around it. Although I find for some clients, it, it's helpful to, to guide them to feel safe. And a lot of times the story is that, that unraveling of their safety to be with me. 
Mm-hmm. And so everyone's a slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's like, if we are, have that emotional uh, leadership within ourselves to relate to emotions that it's not wrong or right, it's just energy. It's just emotion that we've attached certain things to and to support someone to um, not, yeah, to, to just not um, allow it to, um, to, to resist almost. Cause what I find is that a lot of people will move through life and they know they're feeling something, um, but they're not going deep enough. So there's a resistance there. And so when that resistance is there, it's creating that lack and flow and that emotion just gets locked down and that's when it gets locked in the body. Yeah. And so by, yeah, bringing that alignment into ourselves and allowing it to flow and doing um, the breathing and going into the areas that we don't always want to and to be able to express and release that, um, there's a confidence that is built through that. There's a self-trust, there's that compassion piece. And I'm not sure about you, Nicole, but a big part of my journey is that when we have that compassion for ourselves, we can flow so much, you know, nicer or in flow, whatever you want to call it. Like life becomes easier. Oh, a hundred percent. I, well, I don't think you can be grounded if you don't feel your feelings because what's happening under the surface, because a huge part of what I do, you know, I'm, I'm known for human design. Um, I am I'm, I'm known for business strategy. Um, but a huge part of what I do is emotional clearing. It's let's empty mm-hmm. the cup, empty the vessel of all of the old emotions because, and that's not just cause it's like, Oh, it just sounds good. Or it's because at least what I have found through myself and, and all the people I've worked with is those emotions, what they're doing on a subconscious or an unconscious level, more likely, is you are avoiding feeling that emotion again. So if you've stuffed stuffed down sadness, or if you just haven't fully felt sadness where you've glazed over it, what you've done now is you've left like, I, I think of it like residue. Like it's like if you, you know, you, you cleaned the dishes, but you really didn't scrub them or you left a layer of gunk on the bottom, it's still there. So that layer of gunk, then there's another layer of gunk of the next emotion and the next one and the next one. And now you have gunk lasagna in your body of emotions, all these, this little cocktail of emotions that you have going on. And what you're doing is you're then, you have this unconscious pattern of avoiding feeling that feeling again. So you'll avoid the thing that makes you, that might make you feel sad and you'll avoid the thing that might make you feel angry. And you might avoid the thing that would make you feel not good enough. All of those emotions and all of those, those things associated with them. Then when it comes time for you to step out, if you feel unlovable on an unconscious level, then when you go to get on a sales call, if there's a feeling of unlovable, you might clam up. You might not have the call. You might not ask for the call because deep down you have this fear that people don't love you because you haven't resolved it. And so it pulls the strings. It ends up being like the puppeteer of your life are these unresolved emotions. And I love that you can see it through the body, through the work that you do. Are you able to see do you have different tools that you use based on what you see in somebody's gait, in their face, in their, in, in their expression, or ha- talk, talk a little bit about 
about the process that you go through. So, so you, you make the, the call, you look and you, you're, you're, you give the analysis and you say, these are the things I see. Then what happens? So I'll walk you through a little bit of like sort of uh, my journey and how it showed up on my body. Uh, because one of the things that I was so desperate for um, love and, you know, because of my journey, <laughs> I'm now self-love embodiment guide, but it was very much, I didn't love myself on so many different levels. And how that shows up on my body was that there was like a piece of, um, if it feels like a hardened area that actually was protruding out and you can't looking at Physically. it, you're not, your eyes, not yes, physically. And you're, I'm, it's not when you look at someone, it's not like, oh, I see that big thing sticking out, right? But um, literally, you can feel it when you're touching yourself. Um, and so, with that, like, I was so yearning for love and the way I positioned my, my body and how I was, you know, just showing up and standing or, or walking, like, my body would be forward. And you could, you could tell from, from the center of the body. So, I was totally giving everything like the way my elbows were showing up was literally pushing outwards. So I was giving everything I could just to receive some love um, yet yeah, within myself. And it was showing up in my solar plex. I was like blocking it. Um, mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. for myself to see all these things, like, because like, yes, we could make it into the everyday things. I'm not doing um, the strategy, right. Or yeah, I know this is about myself uh, and, and unless we're sort of look, connecting with the body to go in to connect to these pieces within ourselves and to actually allow our body to guide us into the emotions is a lot of the, the work I do is that um, when we are making those connections and we release that it's, it's now it's like entirely flat because <laughs> I've learned, mm -hmm. I've learned how to give myself what I need. And a lot of that had to, had to be coming back to my body, coming back to the presence for myself um, and it's also affecting obviously my whole position, my body. I used to have a lot of lower back pain. And so very much like if I'm, you're giving ourselves, like, for example, our body's forward and it's all expressed and things, certain tissues hanging a certain way in this way, then we're, if you think about it, like the lower back's going to be like kinked. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that creative expression, like I'm a very creative person. You tell by my forehead, just being very round and, and just like, um, the ball on my nose and things like that. I'm very highly intuitive and things like that. And and there were places that I was just holding that I was giving it all away and not sort of bringing that back to myself. I was kinking the energy. And so this is all highlighted. And so if we're moving about life, doing all these things, but we're not adjusting our, our posture and alignment, and that's one step being with the physical body, but then there's also the actual embodiment of our beingness of the emotions that we want to create the identity we want to step into and to want to have in our life. Um, so there's obviously a lot of parts to this. Like I, I, I speak about the body a lot, but essentially I'm bringing someone back to how they're relating to themselves and how they choose to show up uh, mm -hmm. represented through the body. And it has um, helping someone see themselves it has caused someone to like someone that wore glasses to realize that they didn't need to have glasses anymore. And because they're, they're finally willing, they're, they were created the space to really see themselves and they didn't need to hide anymore. Um, so, I mean, everyone's experiences and results are different, but it was just, it's just, I love to share that one because how we see ourselves, our, our eyes are our heart chakra, you know, it's like our soul, you know, and it's, um, it was really beautiful um, to see people 
help people see themselves and shifting this relationship in their internal world. I love that. And I mean, it, is it a little bit like the experience that I have with human design? Like once you give somebody their reading that it's just confirmation of a lot of things that they sort of knew on some level before, or, or is it all kind of like, I, I had no idea. Um, I would say it really depends on the person's face shape and how long they've been on the journey. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that it's a mix uh, for the clientele I work with. Um, there are pieces that they're aware of, but they, they actually are hiding from, even though they were aware of, because otherwise mm -hmm. it wouldn't show up on the body. Um, right. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's like they, they know it and they're working through it and they're not sure. They're still stuck because they're still up here disconnected and they're not sure how to come down. Um, and, you know, that's one of my gifts to help them sort of like, you know, experience like what that even feels like for some people. They're, they're not, we're not aware. Like I wasn't aware that I was disconnected. I need something to happen to awaken me, you know? And, um, and I think that when we look in the mirror, um, and there's something about our body <laughs> that is like, maybe we're not liking, maybe there's parts we like, right? But whatever part that is for you, right? Subconsciously, that's your body's guiding you to look there. So are you continuously maybe criticizing a part or maybe you love a part and there needs to bring more, there, there needs to be a bit more sort of balance in different parts. Like, so it's very, yeah, I very, it really varies a bit. Um, I attract a lot of also intuitive people. <laughs> so uh -huh. I would say at some level they know, and even though their mind is telling them they don't know, I can see that their body is listening. It's like, there's this like relaxing, like, oh my goodness, I, I feel seen, uh -huh. mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There, there's something else that you said that I, I wanted to highlight. You were saying how, you know, you were from your own journey that, you know, your heart was like protruding, like literally reaching out, just giving and giving and giving in, in its search to be loved and its need to be loved. And then, but you had this other part of you, I think you said your elbows were, were pushing out where, um, you know, not receiving the love back. And, and that's so common for people that, that where we're trying and we're pushing out. And I see it the way I look at it through human design is that it's usually a lot of the white space in our chart. It doesn't have to be, but it's the first place I look. But white white space is where we're meant to receive. It's easier for us to receive there because it's open. Like the doors and the windows are open. So it's easier mm -hmm. to accept something there, the good and the bad. Um, but when we try to push out there, it's we, we block ourselves from receiving because we're taking up all the space. That we're mm -hmm. so busy trying to operate from that place that we shut down and we're not able to receive from it. And that's just whether it's human design or, or, um, or body analysis, but that is just a common, th th that's just a truth that where we're chasing in the chase, in the desperate need for the thing and pursuing it, we actually miss all that could be coming to us. Like we're blind to it because we're so tunnel vision focused on, I got to get the thing. I got to get the thing. I got to get the thing. We don't realize that it's, that it's kind of here already. And we're, we're shutting ourselves off from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a, a big part of like at the, at the core of everything, it really comes back to how much we love and accept uh, ourselves. And obviously we need to know ourselves before 
loving those parts to some extent. And it, it's helpful for, I guess, the mind to settle into that anyways. And like for myself, I was like, uh, so I kept myself so busy. I just had no time and space to feel at one point. Right. And so I, I, for, my first step was really slowing down enough to hear myself. And, and then it, it moved to a part where, yeah, I can make the space for myself, but I still felt that I was stuck and I had to work through all that. And there was a space where I would connect in and I would actually get enough information and intuition to move me a little bit forward, but I would self-sabotage because, because I wouldn't listen any deeper. <laughs> and so it's just interesting how this all plays out on depending where you're at. And, and sometimes it's like, we're not aware, but I was, something keeps on flashing in my body. And so that guides me in a deeper place that maybe, you know, my mind is sort of blocking out and not wanting to listen to. So on, on many different levels, there's uh, different ways to sort of obviously come back to self. And then there was a, another space, like realizing that I, I'm actually not meant to slow down that much because <laughs> I actually need to actually be a little bit like I'm spending time in different hats to satisfy. And, and that to me, this journey of, you know, self-discovery and knowing self and then loving self for who we are, that's what invites this abundance energy. And that's what that when I'm most centered in that is when I've been able to create um, more income in my business. That's I see there's a direct correlation with that for sure. Well, and I, I, I've seen your human design chart and <laughs> because I actually did an interview with Tammy, um, uh, on, on her platform and, and I, I went through her human design chart. Now, Tammy, do you mind if I share just some of what your design looks like? Because a lot of people are just curious and I think it helps people to see design in action, um, to see why people like why you operate the way you operate and then why other people operate the way that they operate. We're all designed to be different. Um, is it okay with you if I share? I should ask you that before the show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm an open book. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't really leave you like you'd be like, no, actually it's not. Um, that would be kind of awkward putting you on the spot no, honestly, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but Tammy's entirely defined. Her whole chart is defined. So every center is defined, not the whole chart, obviously that no one can have that, but every center is defined and you're a two, four emotional manifesting generator with a triple split definition. And the, what, what you're explaining and you also have, I, I believe you have a lot of left facing arrows. Um, so when you said like, I'm not really meant to slow down too much, I'm meant to be busy. You have so much energy that if you slowed down, it would, it would almost be wrong for you. It would feel like, like I'm, I'm not like there's, there's stuff that needs to be put places. There's, there's energy that needs to flow that you're actually kinking the flow by relaxing too much. You can be relaxed in action. It's like the quality of the action that you take can be relaxed, but for you to, sit back and do a whole lot of nothing. That's probably not going to be, you know, healthy for too long for you. Is that what you were finding? Yeah, I definitely felt that I, I slowing down helped initially. <laughs> and after a oh, while yeah. it was not serving for sure. It, it just felt that I wasn't, I felt so antsy, you know, and I did make myself wrong um, for, doing that. And I felt that I, I just needed to learn to slow down better, you know, but I go, no, that's hmm. not right. Like I could do it now. I'm not in that space that I'm running from something anymore, you know? So, yeah. So that, that definitely rings true. And Nicole, I feel for this, um, cause I do have a lot of energy and, 
And I know that you shared with me, like my two is very much like needing to be by myself and spend that time by myself. But there's a part of me that really likes to be with people too. And, and, you know, and that's, that's four. my journey. Of- <laughs> yeah. You're a yeah. two, four. So that's the split for the two, four is the two is like, I just want to be alone and do my own thing. And then the four is like, but I need to be around people and I need to be social. So you have this like introvert social thing happening, but when you can make those two things work and when twos do things just get so easy for you guys. Like I'm, I envy two fours, um, because stuff just comes to you when you are nurturing that need to be alone and do your own thing but also allowing yourself, like, again, don't follow any rules. I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Like you are an introvert extrovert. You like, if we were to follow the label, then you'd get stuck in between like, well, sometimes I feel like this. And sometimes I feel like this, that that's kind of how it works for you. But the more you hermit in an aligned way, meaning like doing your own thing for the joy of it and for nurturing yourself, the more your network kind of grows and finds you. Um, And when you are out, you're doing it in this like natural social way of making connections with people. Like you make deep connections. You don't make superficial connections. You make real connections. Um, So when you can marry those two, you're just dancing with life. Yeah. And I I really love like the human design system because like that, it lays out all these like, you know, energetic ways to explain maybe like how I maybe support someone in coming back to them and arriving within their own heart with realizing that that's what I need. Cause I realize a lot of things about what, if we go to the core of everything, it's actually a need that's unmet. And so mm-hmm. when we allow ourselves to have our needs and, and live by that's, this is why I need, this is how I need to create my schedule. Right. And um, it's beautiful because human human design and, and the body, I feel like it's there's just so much relationship there. It's so beautiful. And when we allow that to come together in this way, it's just, I, I feel like what's coming through is so synergistic um, and, and beautiful for anyone that is walking these two spaces <laughs> together, you know, so. A hundred percent. Amen to that. You know, human design does connect you back to your body because it takes the, everything is taking the power away from the mind and putting it back into the body and connecting with your body. You're paying attention to how your gut feels. You're paying attention to what you're getting from your spleen. You're paying attention to, you know, the truth for you and it's all connected and all rooted in the body. Um, so I, I love that. And yeah. And I have a friend who is almost entirely defined. She has one center open and she has all left facing arrows. She's got a lot of like masculine doing energy and she came to me and she was like, I'm trying to like connect more to the feminine energy and rest more and do this. And, you know, the first question I asked, I was like, well, can I ask why? Because if it's like you were saying to where you needed to unwind a lot of stuff because you were out of alignment that you needed to take that pause to figure out like, where does my energy belong? What do I have to like get rid of here? What do I have to face? Um, and she was like, well, you know, like I just you know, I want to be able to do it. And it really landed on kind of that. She felt like she should. And I said, well, if it doesn't feel natural to you, it's really natural for you to be very, very busy. Um, you just want to make sure that you're busy doing the things that, that feel right to you. And it's not automatic, but just because people are saying like, you have to get into your feminine, you know, your feminine is going to look different than my feminine. <laughs> and yeah. 
you know? And so like, like we have to like recognize what's right for us and not, you know, just take these blanket statements that we hear and sounds good and it works for somebody else or it changed somebody else's life. It doesn't mean that it's correct for you. Yeah, Nicole. And I will add that what I notice is that like when we go into the spaces of the heart and we actually allow ourselves to admit what is it that we need, um, sometimes that is from the sort of the, I guess, wounded child, so to speak, right? That emotion is there. And it's like, but it's not until we address the needs of this, um, you know, inner child until we actually transcend that and move into the emotional needs of our higher being self than, than the identity we're actually trying to create. And so otherwise there's a, you know, almost feels like a, a disconnection with ourselves, if that makes sense. And so, um, yeah, I really sort of rings true what you're saying. And just to understand these different aspects of where the emotions are coming from, not to say sometimes we could do it without knowing, but I find someone who's been living in the mind for a while needs to connect to what is this and what is as like, so it's so scary to go into the depths of um, something that feels very traumatic for that child that felt traumatic at a young age that our mind is telling us is wrong and not okay to feel like that does it make sense what you're feeling and so yeah. we live life creating that in our life and so so yeah i just wanted to speak to that that point no i love that and thank you for sharing that and thank you for being here this was amazing i love what you do i think this is so interesting and such a different way to approach the embodiment practice and the embodiment process um, I, I, I highly encourage anyone listening to reach out to Tammy and, and learn more about, uh, about what she does, because it truly is fascinating and, and very useful. And really the, the body does hold the keys, um, or as, as the, the famous book says, the body keeps the score. So, um, so don't ignore your body. We, we get very, very focused on the mind, but come back to the body and you'll see things move things open up fast when you start working with the body. So I love what you do. And thank you for sharing your expertise and your wisdom here. Um, tell everybody, I know you have a free gift. Tell everybody about that and tell them where they can stay in touch with you and learn more about you. I'm sure I love to. Um, if you want to stay connected, and just learn more about what I do. My website is a path to the heart. So exactly how it sounds, path to the heart.com. Um, and you can find out um, a range of things about what I'm doing. And if you want to reach out to me in that way, uh, I'll just um, let the audience know I also offer a complimentary uh, deep dive session. Um, if that's something you want to dive into, explore a bit with me. Um, and um, the offering I would like to um, put out to the audience as well is, is this discover what your face shape says about you. And it really helps you start the journey to knowing yourself and sort of what that means and, and making those connections between ourselves and other people around us and how we relate to those people around us, even with the difference in someone's shape of face. And also gives a bit of a highlight on what can actually shift by actually starting on this journey. So I'd like to offer that to the audience, Nicole. Beautiful. I highly encourage you to go and pick that up. We'll link all of that up, of course, in the show notes. You don't have to worry about writing that down or getting that information. Just hop on over to the wherever you're listening to this and go and be magically transported there through the links in the show notes. We'll take you straight there. Tammy, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing with everybody. 
And thank you, listener, for making it all the way to the end of this episode with us. I do want to let you know about the contest that we are running right now. Um, if you would like to have a mini HD reading or a mini HD coaching session with me right here on the show, all you have to do is leave a review for the show on iTunes, take a little screenshot of that review, and then share it in your Instagram stories and tag moi. I'm at Nicole Lano Official. Um, and then if you are interested in getting the deconditioning guide for, for human design or my flow ductivity guide, which is how to be productive while remaining in flow, you can get those at human at nicolelano.me forward slash decondition or nicolelano.me forward slash productivity. We'll link all of that up in the show notes for you. Now, remember you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. When you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. We will see you in the next episode. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.